Yo, 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 this is Nick Jones. And we got John over here. And this is the Pour Out the Popcorn podcast. And today we're going to be reviewing the movie Blade. Blade starring Wesley Snipes. But it could have starred some other people. Yeah. Uh, really surprising to hear because the movie would have changed completely if it had starred LL Cool J. Or Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> who they also had up here in well I guess it's young Lawrence right so you still kind of in like a in, in shape right I don't know if he's doing martial arts martial arts man um, I mean was Wesley really even doing martial arts for this movie he might not have I mean I don't know if you noticed, noticed with Wesley's movie like his, his opponents all come at him one at a time I mean but that's <laughs> part of the course right for uh these action movies um denzel washington another candidate for blade that would have been interesting to see he has a much better time you know acting chops i think at the yeah. time most definitely and um he might have been able to learn some you just get a little stunt double in there to do some some of the martial arts but he's done action movies where he was shooting folks in the dome and he did pretty well i mean you can play it loose with blade i guess because he's mostly using his guns and um and the sword and the sword so and real quick um, sword was used very inefficiently, uh, terribly inefficiently, and um, titanium is actually <laughs> probably the worst possible <laughs> steel you can use as a sword. Titanium is great for like building and shit, but like as a blade, it would break. Well, I'm just saying, like the whole thing where you put the sword on your back and you gotta raise it out. I don't. I just don't know how like uh, how doable that is in real life, unless it's a short blade. Yeah. But his blade was, you know, not to see. But, you know, enough of the, enough of the, uh, the tangent. We're going to go into the movie trailer breakdown. Uh, so pull it up. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what we got. Um, remind you, this is 90s. Oh, man. This is uh, the epitome of the 90s. Uh, lots to say about this movie. It's good times under the nineties. Well, nineties was great times. I mean, if you were Will Smith. <laughs> oh well, yeah, Will Smith kind of like dominated the uh, the nineties show. Yeah, I mean, he killed it. If you were Will Smith, he dominated the nineties. If you were, shoot, if you were anyone but Wesley Snipes, really, <laughs> the nineties was great. <laughs> cinema <laughs> for thousands of years they have existed among us you keep your eyes open they're everywhere chances are you've seen them yourself and didn't know it a secret nation how lively are depends on our ability to blend in with a lust for power we should be ruling the humans these people are our food they've got their claws at their politics finance real estate there's a war going on Tell you the the little club music's always been dope in these movies. Yeah. 
mean, but like that just it implies that all vampires are just in the EDM. That's what they just they just rock with. Gotta tell you, the trailer makes the movie look a lot better than what uh, what was going on. Yeah, having uh, you know watched it twice in a row in preparation for this. Yeah, the trailer is probably the best thing. That's also, I'm pretty sure that's where Wesley had the most lines. <laughs> he was talking more in the trailer than he did the entire movie. Had a whole monologue that was, I guess, cut. I don't know. You know, yet the, the 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 move for Wesley for whatever reason was, hey, we're not gonna let him talk too much. We're gonna give him really great one-liners, and he's gonna make really cool entrances. But outside of that, we don't want too much. We don't want him to expose himself to too much talking. Uh, I don't know if that was the idea for Blade. I, I, see, I'm I've not really read the comics, so I couldn't tell you if that's how he behaves. No, Blade is very talkative in the comics. I I, I think uh, this is a very movie thing for Blade. That's crazy. Man. In the comics, he's 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 almost so different that you kind of almost see, if you were exposed to the movie Blade first, you're like. Yo, who is this guy? And do I like him? He's kind of a jerk. Yeah, no. But he's a jerk with the talking, not just uh, how he acts. Okay, because I'm like, that jerk thing kind of carried over in the movie pretty hard. It definitely did. Definitely did. Um, where is Wesley at in his career at this point? At this point in time, uh, what was his last big movie? Like Passenger, what was it, Passenger 7 or something like that? Uh, well, that, Passenger 57? Passenger 57. Uh, and what, he... Was it New Jack City? Oh, let's see, let's see. Like, I mean, he had a few. He had a few. He had a few. Uh, good he's movies. done mad movies. He's like almost Samuel L. Jackson with the amount of movies he's done. A lot of them straight to DVD, but you know, <laughs> majority of them straight to DVD. Yeah. <laughs> so, Blade. Oh my God, Blade might be the worst movie he does within this time frame. Really? In the nineties. What, what else we got? Um, we got just going back. You got U.S. Marshals in 98. Okay. You have... Well, I didn't really watch Murder at 1600, but... He's also in... Drop Zone Demolition Man in 93. Demolition Man. And Demolition Man was a great movie. That was a dope movie. Pastor 57 was in 92. White Man Can't Jump was in 92. Jungle Fever in 91. New Jack City in 91. His early 90s was... He was on a good run. It was a great run for the early 90s. Um, and things just kind of went downhill, apparently. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I feel like he came back a little bit with, he comes back with Art of War in 2000. Okay, that movie went bad. Um, as his next major flick. And then, you know, I mean, he just, he has a lot of movies. It's almost kind of insane. A lot of movies that you have never heard of. And so, not really worth talking about. Alright, so let's just jump right into the uh, opening scenes of the movie. You know, you got the scene with the uh, with the homeboy and the, the woman, and that actually that's, that's that's the porn star Tracy Lords. Word. Yeah, that's the porn star Tracy Lords. I'm not familiar with her work, but I'll do some research. Uh, <laughs> that's Tracy Lords. So, and this actually just begs 
the question like you can't suspend disbelief anymore when you know shit like that because you, you see this, this this crazy hot chick she picks you up in the car she's driving fast in the convertible she's grabbing all your junk and she takes you to a meat warehouse right where where is this guy's sense of self-preservation now you know what the power of the boner well i guess i guess he's will follow her over the edge of the earth because there's a, there's a point because they don't even they're not even subtle with it as they're walking into like the club part of this meatpacking place which apparently has a club section. Um, there's there's a place that, like there's a point that they don't even hide the fact that um, they're just moving bodies and he sees them. You see him see the bodies, right? <laughs> and his first instinct is not to not to run away. Like mm, maybe those are cows. He don't know. He's just trying to get the girl. Nah, no, those clearly people. Bro. Oh, <laughs> it was it was obvious. Um. Yeah. The other thing is, when he's in the club, no one is fucking with him. Yo, for real. The girl you came with just dishes you immediately. Immediately. I guess you get to a party. You know, you try. Well, he kind of gets lost because he tries to dance with some other chick that you know completely reject. And honestly, well, now that I think about it, that might be normal. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, because he's coming in there, he probably a little drunk. He sees the first girl and he's like, hey, party. And they're like, well, well, get this loser away from me. Yeah, I guess that does kind of make sense. Um, so then he's in there. He's kicking it. Loses the girl. And what happens? Well, then the DJ, uh, the buildup comes. And just as the beat drops, blood sprinklers. Now, how plausible are blood? Like, how do you get the blood in the sprinklers? That's the thing. Like, logistically speaking, like, that, that doesn't sound like an easy feat. And, like, it seems like a bit much just to have a party. Yeah, yeah. It seems like a lot of waste of blood, too. Yeah. You know, especially vampires. It's food. Like, mm -hmm. it's not like it's liquor or something. Like, they're not getting high or drunk off this shit. It's nah. Just, it's just... It's just falling from the sprinklers and they they just dancing in it. And is he the only one that that like got brought there? It seemed like he's the only human there. It does seem that way. Um and, and which is also a weird thing. Like were they all gonna share him? Mm, you know what I'm saying? It's not really kinda seem like how it works. No, like one vampire, one victim, you know what I'm saying? Usually is how you expect to see that. But then let's move on. Now enter Blade. How does Blade get in the club? That is a good question. The man someone slept on their job. Yo, Blade got in with swords, a shotgun, a, a boomerang blade, and two Mac 11s. How does this happen? Who who's at the door? The door guy was busy. I don't know. That's. I guess if it's a meatpacking plant, there might be multiple engines. I don't know. They turned it into a club. Or maybe maybe he dis he dis disintegrated them because apparently what happened. But it's, but with his entrance, as cool as it was, he's just standing there until someone I guess what looks up and notices. Yeah, because homeboy they just from, yeah another thing they're tuning up they're, they're yeah. beating the crap out of the dude that they brought to the thing. Yeah. Um. Why are they beating them up? They about to kill him anyway. Vampires are dicks. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, Another thing that didn't make any sense is like they so he's running away and then he sees you know he put, walks up to Blade's feet and then all the vampires behind him, they oh shit it's Blade like oh like, we did not notice you there <laughs> but like they know who he is immediately right why wasn't anybody running well they're a little they're like yo maybe I could take him <laughs> maybe I could do maybe, maybe I could be the one maybe yeah maybe I could be the one but like that's the thing though. Um, he has a reputation. He's the daywalker. He's yeah. he is their boogeyman, right? Right. You know? And Blade is he's a bit of a mass murderer. 
Uh, what, bit? Bro. <laughs> like, dude, no one, no, one, no one misses anybody, I guess, in this world. But he's... Because I don't want to... I don't want to go too far off the course, but in the third movie, they make a big deal about him killing one human. And watching this movie... He, I feel like he kills a lot of humans as well as vampires, but a lot of humans as well. It's not like he purposely avoided killing familiars before. That's true. But, I mean, I guess, well, he did it in front of, they had a camera set up, I guess, so that was a little different. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he shows up, starts turning people into ash immediately. Messing people up. Got the shotgun. And then my boy Quinn. Quinn. Quinn arrives on the scene with the security detail. They're fighting to get in. Everybody's fighting to get out. Um, my first notice on this was like, Blaze very inefficient at killing these people because a lot of them are escaping. Uh, a whole gang of them are escaping. Yeah. That makes no sense. Like, and He might have almost been better off planting a bomb. That's what, exactly what I was thinking. Just toss, toss a grenade in there. And just, you know, get get the stragglers as they come out. There's lots of different ways. I guess it probably wouldn't be as entertaining to watch. Yeah. There is a movie. Right, right. But there's lots of different ways, lots of different things that uh, that could have been done to more efficiently kill the vampires. And also, what he was doing there was unclear. Was If he was just there to kill vampires, just there hunting, like, more efficient ways are, are, are supposed to be necessary. Because in everything else you see, Blade is going this place or that place going to this vampire's place going that place, with a purpose right mm -hmm. he's like here to get this information or he's here to kill this specific vampire so i'm guessing there might have been some off-screen stuff where he felt like frost would be there but instead of frost being there frost's mans was there and you know because it ain't show us now we gotta guess yeah now we gotta guess yeah. but i think that would be the logical leap there yeah because frost mans was there yeah and you know and he or maybe he knew frost mans was gonna be there because he did interrogate him a little bit a little bit that's true before setting him on fire yeah and like blades of sadist now um well, guess, that's not a leap either yeah that's true <laughs> but like dude, i guess it just folds back into it like, he's half a vampire like, like you said earlier vampires are dicks yeah so, <laughs> so Blade's the biggest dick of them all <laughs> which him setting dude on fire kicks off the journey of our female lead um, the actress in Blissey writes. Uh, what was her character's name again? Oh, damn, that's not really. Do they even name her? She has a name. They don't say it too often. And oh, it's Doctor Karen Jensen. Yes. Um, and they don't really name her until after the. Uh, I don't think they name her until after the, the the hospital scene where Whistler pulls her name tag, yeah, and then finds out she's a hematologist. Yeah. yeah. Um, but back, but to the hospital point is uh, one thing that you know I don't think age well with that was uh, workplace relationships and uh, oh yeah, a little bit of harassment. Not even a little bit, bro. That was that was blatant. Like immediately after she said, "Hey, we're not talking about us no more." First thing he brings up while cutting into a dead body. Yo, what happened to us? <laughs> For real. <laughs> I'm going to tell you one thing, guys. You don't want to ask a woman that. If you got to ask that, it's not worth asking. Not worth asking. And also, you know, just don't, don't shit where you eat. Nah. Keep it out the workplace. Mm -hmm. you know, just, just very, very simple, you know, you know, very easy advice to live by. Just don't do that. And you made everything awkward now. <laughs> For real. Yo. All right, so then 
Now, the hospital scene is also very integral because we meet, we meet the doctor and we see why she becomes important to the plot because uh, Quinn wasn't dead. Obviously, he was just burnt up real bad. She got to look at his blood. Mm-hmm. And he bit the shit out of her. He did. He also bit um, the doctor, her boyfriend, Mr. Webb. Yeah, boyfriend, dude. Well, ex-boyfriend. Well, made yeah, very clear. Dude. Um, and Mr. Webb... I guess we'll touch on this as we get further in the plot. But she gets bitten. There's a chance she's going to turn. Blade shows up because apparently he already knows that he didn't kill this guy by lighting him on fire. Yes. Which I'm guessing he might have left early because he may have known the cops were coming in. Okay. I guess that does make sense. Right. Like maybe he was setting him on fire to do a little torture to get the information out. And then boom, the police are coming. I got to come get you later. Yeah. So he shows up at the hospital. This dude, Quinn, is a burnt body biting folks left and right. The police show up, and immediately we get our first great one liner from Wesley. Uh, How that that, uh, motherfucker, you crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker, you crazy. Now, as, as, as a black man, if I was suddenly, you know, bulletproof. And somebody just came in and shot me in the chest. That's that's probably what I would say. Motherfucker, are you crazy? Well, especially if you think you're the good guy. Well, yeah. He's like, yo, I'm helping y'all out. Yeah, for real. And uh, yeah, no, first of many fantastic one-liners in this movie. Um, but uh, another another thing that happens here is uh, he picks up the doctor. You know, after he... I saw it. Yep, I know exactly where you're going with this. He just throws her across the, throws her across the street. Across the street. And then down like, like five, six yeah. stories. Like she should be dead. But she landed on something. I think they're trying to say that she landed on whatever those bags or whatever that stuff was filled with. Yeah. It must have been pillows. It must have been super soft. <laughs> it was underneath those, underneath that, uh, that tarp. That tarp. It, yes. was, it was an, inflat- an inflatable crash bag. It, it had to be something. <laughs> <laughs> because there's no way anybody survived it. Oh, they, and they try to make it plausible. Oh, her arm's dislocated. Her arm's dislocated. That, that's all that happened. Yeah. Really? Which, we, which comes back to us later. Also, another thing that's, that's crazy and not realistic at all, even if they are like familiars or whatever, these are cops. Yeah. They, they just see a man jump from one building to another, land on his feet, roll a little bit, and keep it pushing. Why would they be shooting across the street? That's pretty far away. Yeah, I, I mean... These are handguns. These ain't rifles. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the way to go. <laughs> no. I mean, at that point, you just got to take the L, man. I think maybe they got offended because Blade smiled at him before he jumped. <laughs> <laughs> he did give him a little smirk. Yeah, he absolutely did. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, given the same, put in the same position, I probably would have done the same thing. But uh, then we cut over to. Um, That's where we meet Whistler for the first time. Meeting Whistler. And what are your thoughts on Whistler, man? Whistler is a dick. <laughs> Immediately, like, he's just talking. I mean, he's brash. Blade brings back Yo why are you bringing back strays Alright like Yo dude relax It's a human This is a person Yeah The people that we're fighting to protect For real um, And then he's like Alright look We're gonna do this But if she turns Yo you gotta put it down yourself I don't think she gonna make it through the night Deuces Yeah And Then we also get like A very Very brief Cause we, we meet the serum The serum dude at this point The Uh because Blade apparently doesn't drink blood himself. So he got he has a guy he goes against the serum from. And something I noticed, and there might be something to it, as this is the only other person I've seen anywhere 
who has their hair faded up with a tap leading into a tattoo mm. on the back of his head. Okay. So is there a link there? Is that where Blade got it from? Like, Well, we know from the next two movies that they never address it so never even come back to it once like, the, serum, the serum guy never reappears not once and the way they were like shaking hands and stuff it, made, it, it implied that they were like boys like but we do know I guess from Blade 3 that there is some sort of network of vampire hunters so he could just be part of this network that they just never really delve into that's once again that's entirely possible but at the same time they don't tell you they don't tell you they don't you know it's it's very it's very very uh interesting and this movie this movie dropped like one year before the matrix right um the matrix Matrix dropped the following year i believe yeah that could be it um is the matrix well the matrix turned out to be like a game breaker right yeah no matrix changed the game in terms of um in terms of action movies but i feel like blade must have started the trend that made all the uh all the action dudes all the action movies like gun toting action movies uh guys black leather uh trench coats down to the floor and you know you're gonna be edgy and you're gonna be emo and that's what we're gonna do now because this is a this is the late 90s early 2000s and that's what that's what's in right now yeah blade released in 98 and the matrix was in 99 yeah so they just started that awful trend because these flat one-dimensional trench <laughs> action, coats trench coats action hero sunglasses at shades night. yeah right. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne might have been trying to relive what he missed out on. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> he like yo, I could wear I could wear uh, shades and a trench coat too. For real man, call me Morpheus. Man, oh gosh. Uh, so so he goes he gets back from that. Uh, the, the woman survives the night. Um, oh, we missing something? I feel like we we get introduced to Frost in during this cut time too. We get introduced to Frost. I feel like in the meeting. The meeting of the elders. Yeah. He comes in and I'm beyond I listen to the elders and I see what Frost is doing. The elders are right. The elders are saying, yo, we gotta do this clandestine. We gotta rule from the shadows. Because even though we're vampires, to me, I think vampires have two weaknesses that are so easily exploitable that if they were ever out in the open and people were like yo we gotta get rid of these dudes humans would just because it doesn't seem like there are more of them than humans or even like a considerable amount compared to humans mm-hmm. i think humans would just wipe wipe the floor like if a shield nick fury finds out about vampires he's taking them out or maybe nick fury knows but he's like all right that's not a huge problem they're like small them. scale yeah, yeah but if they went to some type of open war it's like yo all, I, all we need is uv lamps and uh some silver that's it and garlic it's not, it's so, not hard. so the seniors are trying to, you know, put impart this wisdom onto the young Frost, <laughs> who ain't having it, who like, is not having. It. He's yeah, like, yo, these yeah. niggas, these these niggas is food. Yo, and, and kind of think about it because all the people on this council are like uh, pure born, pure blood vampires, right? They're born in like. It just he just embodies white privilege, I think. Just like I'm the young new guy, and, and he is the whitest in the movie. Whitest in the movie. I'm just gonna come in and take over because you know I'm the young new white guy, and that's that's what I'm gonna do. Who knows what he was doing before he was a vampire? That's a very good question. Also, vampires can smoke. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Why would they be able to? Why, why would they need to? It's just, I, I feel like they do a lot of things just out of, well, maybe, well, which one was smoking? Frost. He smokes throughout the entire movie. It's a habit. Habit from the human days. So, 
And uh, I'm calling it early, uh, but I- I'm going to put Frost as my, uh, a Steven Dorf yeah. as my MVP. Okay. Like, uh, he, he, has, he has the most well-rounded character, I think. Um, yeah, no, the movie would be, I, I, you couldn't even call it a movie without him, I think. <laughs> you really could not. Um, so we introduced, we're introduced to Frost, and we're introduced to the council. Um, and then, um, we go, we're going to cut back to Blade and his investigations. He's going to use our, uh, Miss Karen as bait. Miss Karen, yeah. He releases her out into the world and he's like, hey, you might want to leave town. Get out of here because they know about you this at the third, which I don't. I'm not sure how they figure it out about her. I mean, I guess you send the familiar just to make sure she doesn't know anything. Yeah. But the familiar goes there with pure intentions of just killing her. Yeah. Well, because there's the, always the just-in-case factor, which kind of mm-hmm. makes sense to me. But I, I didn't understand why she was pushing back on being told to leave town. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just saw a dude that was set on fire, you know, Murder your, murder your man's presumably on your mind yeah and then bite you and then blade tells you what the deal is yep and uh for whatever reason she's pushing back on that but it led to another great blade entrance oh, yes where he just just happens to show up yep. apparently is one of blade's vampire powers it, he just shows just, <laughs> just pops up just, just show up <laughs> you don't see him walk in <laughs> He just appears behind my man and says, yup, smack, smack. No one said you was a vampire. Yo, speaking of smack, smack, did you notice the uh, the audio clips that they use for like the impacts of these punches? I, I, did, I didn't take a special attention to it. What'd you notice? It, it's, it, it's like, <laughs> it just sounds like somebody going in the back. Yeah, someone do it with their mouth. Yeah, like uh, old, old boy from... Uh, from Police Academy. Academy. Yeah. Just making the sound effects. Hey, that man was the man, though. He was the man. But, <laughs> but you know, maybe that's where the budget went. Maybe that's what they had to pay him. To stand Blade the wasn't the highest of budgets <laughs> at all. You could tell they was like, you want to do what? I will throw you a couple dollars and see what you give us. See what you give. Blade was the pilot episode. For real. Oh, man. Oh. So that occurs. She finds out she used him as bait. Yet she still sticks around. We move on, and um, she's uh, she's she's somehow, I guess, now going to figure out a cure for vampirism. Well, she feels like she could do it. She says she looked at the blood. She feels like she can she can figure something out. Um, and see, is she the first hematologist to ever study vampires? She must be. I mean, I think vampires up until this point probably do a pretty good job of uh, cleaning up their messes or maybe having people on the inside. Mm-hmm. Maybe anyone else that's ever seen the blood. Yeah. They take them out. Take them out. Because you can't, you can't reveal something like this without making some noise. Right? Like, yo, I think I just discovered a whole new race of people. Like yeah. the second that starts moving up the chain, I think people moves back down the chain, mm-hmm. except that chain starts breaking. Yeah, and Whistler, you know, is, becomes like a smart person. He's like, hey, maybe we, she can figure out some serum shit because they imply that the serum that Blade was using before was ain't, ain't cutting it no more. And they also, um, he also implies that she was onto something prior. 
Yeah. Which I don't, I mean, they don't really show that. They show her look at the blood in the microscope and not really believe in what she's seeing. Mm -hmm. But maybe she had some other notes. Maybe she, I don't know. Maybe she did a little bit more research than what we saw. Yeah. Once again, off camera. Off camera. Off camera. Just left to left to imply and soon figure out for ourselves, man. And um, yeah, no. Also, given what she uh, what she went through, she she's not she's not a vampire. She don't like no no healing factor. She had half her blood sucked out. She'd been thrown across the building. Had her shoulder dislocated, and she's getting up and walking around. So she's athletic. I mean, she did have the abs. She built nice. We, we we did see that later in the movie. That was that was looking rather nice. <laughs> um, and so now they use uh, the police familiar to find the library. Yeah, they basically another club that Blade gets to walk into. And it's like a Japanese businessman vampire club. Yes, like so with K-pop. Okay, yeah, K-pop more <laughs> or maybe they're they're, they're the, the 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 yakuza vampires, and that's their club. Like, yeah, they still let him in. They still everybody's letting Blade walk into places. Now he kicked. No, we saw we see how he got in this time. He kicked uh, he kicked the crap out of that bouncer. Like, no, you can't come in here. And also, we we, we glazed over. We skipped uh, another one of his uh, one liners. Actually, made it to the trailer. It's like the vampires are the scariest thing out here tonight. What? What else? Me? Like? That's a good. That's a good that, I think she should have saw that coming. Yeah. Like, and that's then they just come in and, and and beat everybody's ass, and then we get down to. I think probably the creepiest part of the movie. With, with Fat Man. Yeah. The that thing was disgusting. It was gross as hell. How did vampires end up like this? How, how can vampires be obese? Yeah. Did, did, it, did he like just drink the blood of fat people? Like, what, did he have him eat butter before he went to suck well, down? I'm assuming that he sits there all day and just drinks. But like... Is blood rich in fat? I don't think so. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Was he fat before getting turned? He looks like a pure blood though. He looked a little weird. Yeah. And... It's so unclear, and it's, I just guess they just want to make. I them. think they just need a nasty, like a like a whoa, whoa, yeah. what the, the fuck most is going? Yeah, putting thing they can think of. Plus, it made the little uh, UV lamp thing all the funnier. Yeah, cause uh, you, before that, damn, yeah, we missed another one liner by uh, Whistler when he gives him the lamp. What do you say? He he brings out the lamp. Hey, we've been working on this. Duh, 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 duh. Blade picks it up. He's looking at. It, he said, "It's still heavy." Whistler's like, but you're so big. <laughs> yeah, that was a good joke. <laughs> I forgot about that. I was yeah. like, damn, that's, that's good. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I am big, right? Whatever, shut up. For real. Dick. That might be, I, that could also be construed as a dick move, too. There's nothing. The, like, you knew what he meant. I think the default move in this movie is the dick move. So, yeah. whatever something's about to go down, whatever the most dickish move you can possibly make, and that's, that's, that's what's happening. That's what's going on. So, at that moment, they see the dude. He tells him about the prophecy. Um, he's also on the line with Frost at the time. <laughs> and Frost is like, oh, shit, he's there? Sucks to be you. And just hangs up on him. Like, <laughs> it's kind of cold. Like, you've been working for a dude for, I don't know, who knows how long. And probably putting yourself at risk because it doesn't sound like this is any, any of this is sanctioned by the council. Not at all. Um, he also offs that officer, which I'm like, well, you just... You know, killing police officers in the in your house. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, so. Yeah. Which the familiar dude, he talk a little too greasy to know, like, like to not know his place amongst vampires, because he calls that one chick a bitch. 
Um, yeah, like Frost Little Girlfriend. Yeah, person. and yeah. she's also a vampire. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be in a room of vampires mouthing See, off. All right, okay. And actually, this this that part does kind of make sense because uh, he's the, Frost is the man, yeah. right? This cop is his familiar. Yeah. It's like, I can smack around my shit, but don't you fucking touch it. You know right, I mean? right, right, right. I think it's that mentality. So, so yeah. he's like, I'm a little protected here. Yeah, he, he could pop hard a little bit, you know. Yeah. You know, because ain't nobody gonna fuck with somebody else's stuff. But the problem is, he had just fucked up. He fucked up royal. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he led Blade to the library, Um, which Quinn, which is one of my favorites in the movie, probably the the second or the hot hand. Yeah, he is the hot hand. He doesn't he doesn't like get all the lines, but when he does get a line, he's killing it. Whenever he has to perform and go out there and get you, you know, nice nice twenty points off the bench. That's what he's going to do for you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he comes out there. He's like, yo, we go get Blade right now. Frost's like, yo, I need him alive. And he's like, alive? We've been spending all this time trying to kill him. What's up? And Frost is clearly keeping all this stuff close to the vest. Yeah. Um... And and, uh, I guess Quinn is like his best friend, which actually, I kind of like that. Like, you got a best friend in there. Like... The, there's the, actually the, the they, their their relationship is the best chemistry we see throughout the entire movie. Yeah, you know you got um, the, the the straight man and the funny man combo going on over there, and it was uh, it was working out very very well. And I think Blade lingers a bit too long in the library. You in the library now? You want to explore? You know Frost and seen you in there. It might be time to make a move. Yo. Instead of looking at the Dead Sea Scrolls and fighting the little twelve year old girl and giving her a little smack. Yeah, like Kung Fu 12-year-old vampire, like... Well, she might be a monster later. Well, yeah. They should have paid that off. <laughs> For real. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, and this is when we find out, uh, or no, because they, they, they prelude to this when uh, when Dr. Karen is uh, messing with Blaze's sword. And I have that in my notes. Uh, bitch, stop touching shit. <laughs> stop like, touching. you just woke up. The first thing you want to do is get to touch of stuff you don't know. Clearly a sword. Clearly a sword. You don't need to touch it. No. And that thing almost took off her hand. Yeah. Blade probably put it there like a man. She ain't gonna touch my shit. <laughs> Women like touching shit, man. Yeah. They like touching. They you let a woman anywhere in your house or your car, they get to looking around, moving stuff around, and picking stuff up. I'm like, why you need to put just leave stuff where it is? Yo, yo, yo! You trying to get us canceled over here too? Oh no, no! I'm just saying. <laughs> you know. You know. That's the other podcast, bro. <laughs> All right, well, let's get back on track. Like back on track. <laughs> Yo, uh, also, Quinn's guys are all just as, if not more, obnoxious than he is. Like yes. the dude who pulled the sword out. Oh, I got his pig sticker. Like, yeah, okay. Like, no, that's the, you call it that? That's the vampire sticker. Like, yeah, like, One. Why would you call it a pig sticker? Like, I digress. He gets his hand chopped off. He deserved it. Yeah, they tune blade up a little bit. And they, they do. And they, uh, they bring him in. And he starts lat. Well, no, he gets saved. That's right. Whistler shows up. Whistler right. shows up. He blows up the the wall mm-hmm. and comes out with the gun. And he just sprays. There's a lot of spraying and praying in this movie, and it only works for Blade and the heroes. Never works the other way around. No, it doesn't seem to work. The other way <laughs> Everybody got stormtrooper aim in this movie. And you know, thinking about it, you know, I don't know what the price of silver was in the '90s, but I don't know if I'm going to be using a Mac a Mac 11 with silver bullets, just wasting shit. Definitely far more accurate uh, hand weapons to, uh, I guess, I don't know, 
But that's that's how Blade rolls. Blade want to roll with that. Maybe he listens to a lot of Ice Cube. <laughs> he most definitely does, man. Like he's looking, or it's Ice Cube, and then he like, got the G ride. Yeah, he, he's he's listening to Ice Cube, and uh, his playlist also consists of a lot of heavy metal. I feel like that's where uh, that's where Blade's at musically. Yeah. So Blade gets saved, and then there, there's part of the movie where I don't understand why they do it um lucas frost gets a hold of my man's that uh that he's kind of been beefing with throughout the movie yeah the whole uh like the leader of the uh the underground council or whatever the guy that you need to complete the ritual because you need 12. Mm -hmm. you need 12. there's 12 of them perfect number and you go off the rails he burned this dude up i don't know that they ever address how they end up doing the ritual anyway or maybe that's Maybe the ritual is weakened by not having all 12. And that's, and that's how, how Blade is able to kind of get, kind of be able to hang with, I mean, because Blade kind of hangs with a god at the end. Yeah. Um. So that maybe that's what happens. Um, but they kill him off. And I guess wearing a lot of clothes and a biker helmet is good enough and to sunscreen. not. Yeah, and sunscreen. Yeah, I don't, I mean, sunscreen's keeping you from, I mean, I don't, whatever. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess you sunscreen gradually wears off, right? So yeah. you don't you don't kind of want to. That's not a real good solution anyway. Um, so that occurs. Blade meets my man's in the park. He snatches some little girl from wherever. Mm -hmm. um, they have a conversation. Blade reveals that he knows what dude is doing. Dude's trying to get Blade on his side. Um, you know, classic stuff. Yeah. Only Blade upstraps immediately. Um, with the child there, like the child be damned. I don't think Blade like, like I don't think Blade cares about the child as much as Frost thought he did. Uh, that's, Blade that's clear. Blade initially holds back, but I don't think the child is what Blade made Blade hold back. I think he wanted to hear what Frost had to say and if Frost revealed anything important. Okay, that actually makes more sense for Blade's character because uh yeah, because once he started busting, like, oh, he just don't give a fuck about the child at all. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think the child, because even after dude threw the girl into the street, he didn't stop shooting at Frost. Oh, oh, wait, wait, no, he ain't just throw her through the, to the street. He, he threw, threw her through a, a, a stand. Uh, yes, yes. Through a stand. <laughs> also, how is this child alive? <laughs> she, I mean, she ate it, too. Yo, for real. She stood back up. <laughs> she was like, uh, I'm going to run home now. She runs home. Yo, and what kind of bus driver sees a child in the middle of the street? And does not even attempt to stop. That, they didn't press, pump the brakes at all. They just like, you know, we. I think they might have hit the horn. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, hey, get out the street. All right. I guess you still there. I'll, bye. Bye. Like, that, that scene was crazy. And then that scene happens, and somehow Frost beats Blade home. <laughs> yes that's actually somehow this happens that was like the very next scene is they talk frost goes to blade's crib and blade is out doing whatever during this time that's true and also something that's kind of a little inconsistent is uh, frost dodges those bullets he does like they, they, they this, you see some bullet time that's probably the first time we've seen it in in a movie um, we well, yeah, because I think the Matrix is the thing next, that revolutionized yeah, it. Yeah, the next year. Yeah. So we see Bullet Time and, and Frost just straight dodges three, three rounds. Mm, easily. Uh, easy. Um, but other vampires can't? Well, 
I don't know. Let me think. Let me think. Because blades are shooting everybody. Maybe they can, but maybe they're just not. I mean, I'm I'm gonna again. This is stuff that they don't show. Yeah. I'm gonna assume Frost works out. I think Frost is in shape. I think the other dudes is like civilians where they're just like chilling. I don't think they push their vampire powers to the limit. They at the club. They doing EDM. They getting drunk off blood. They kicking it, and a lot of them run straight at Blade. Yeah, it's not the most effective uh, strategy in trying to fight somebody. Wind Blade has a shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> close range. I don't know. Shotgun, sword, Mac, Mac sends. boomerang. Yeah, um, maybe not the most effective strategy. But uh, oh man, uh, we get we get we get um, the scene afterwards where we see Whistler or Bl- Blade finds Whistler, mm-hmm. and they've been they've been they've been doing some stuff to they've him. They've been tuning them up, tuning them up real bad. And he's like, all right, you know, it's time for you to kill me. And it's... Blade can't do it. He can't do it. And this is weird because this is the old... When it comes to Whistler, it's the only time we really see Blade have any compassion, really. Yeah, but Blade's the one that raised... I mean, Whistler's the one that raised him. Found him chewing on homeless people. Yeah. Blade is a dick to homeless people. <laughs> Not surprising. Not at all. You know, it just it falls into his character. I kind of want to know what Whistler saw in Blade that made him not kill him immediately and see and find out that he was different because he, he said it's because it was the daytime when he saw oh. that's, that's what it was so he's like yo this isn't her in the sun like what the hell's going on you know yeah that's 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 cool that's cool so uh, something that we skipped over but the, they uh they kind of implied it on the opening scene when you see blaze hideout mm-hmm. they flash back to his birth and his mom, played by Sanaa Lathan. Right, right. Co- total waste of Sanaa Lathan, if you ask me. I think that though, this is early. This is this might be one of her first like big joints. You think so? Yeah, because this is pre loving basketball Sanaa. That's true. So we, so I don't think they really knew what they had per se. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd be willing to forgive it. Okay, fair enough. But um, she's a bombshell, though. I would rather she could have played the doctor. <laughs> she should have played the doctor, I think. Yeah, she should have played the doctor. Um, but they flash back, and you see that Blade somehow, some way, has gotten a hold of his mom's driver's license, and he looks at it, and it almost makes it seem as if his motivation is behind all that he's doing is oh, they killed my mom, so you know I'm gonna you know strike back at them or whatever. Uh, you know the way I think his motivation is I think Blade hates who he is uh, and he's killing the vampires because yo I, like I think that Blade's ultimate like if Blade killed all the vampires I think he would kill himself right after like if, like I've done my job yeah um, more so than the mother I think the mother thing is a little bit sentimentality there because he lost something that yeah. he lost his humanity there I believe okay. you know and so but they took that from him. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I think, yeah, his ultimate mission is he hates who he is. That's why he doesn't drink blood. And he, he you know, abhors it, right? Like, yeah. he almost would rather die than drink drink any blood. Yeah. That's why he's taking the, the dangerous amount of serum to even get through the day. That's true. Instead of, you know, I mean, Whistler could easily just make some blood packs and yeah. he'd be all right. For real. Um, and Whistler wouldn't have to die. That's true. So I mean, I, I, that's me. I think that's that's really his uh, his thing. Um, we're coming up on the coming up on the end. The climax here. Um, 
so they they grab the girl because they know that Blade's gonna go after the girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Whistler, quote unquote, kills himself, right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um, and we hear the gunshot, but as we know, if they don't die on screen, who knows? They could always come back. Who knows? Let's right? see him die. Right. Um, so you know, Blade obviously he's got to fall into the trap, but he goes in hard. Entrance made with the motorcycle. And that bike looks cooler. I wish they like we spent a little bit more time with it. That looks like a real cool bike. Yeah, we don't need the G ride. Yeah, I would have preferred the bike. And he has the coagulant. Oh yeah, the coagulant that makes uh, vampire blood explode. Yes, um, makes their heads explode specifically. <laughs> I mean, they all exploded, but their heads were like. Yeah. Um, about that, we we, we can touch more about the head exploding a little bit later. Um, but Blade gets in. Uh, he kills a few vampires, but then they catch him. Right. And then, uh, you know, plot twist, we find out that Blade's mom's still alive. Um, and this is where they also plant the seed that Frost believes that coagulant is just a serum. That's true. He thinks it's Blade serum because he knows everything about Blade. Right. And then he picks up Blade's sword and Blade's half expecting, you know, the blades to pop out and chop his hand off. But now nah, he he triggers the, 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 the safety release. It's like, oh, what? I knew everything about you. It's like, I okay. mean, Quinn could have just told you. Yeah, I, straight I, up. I mean, he saw it like some other guy saw that earlier. Yeah. Those guys aren't dead. Quinn, Quinn also now has two new hands. Yeah. Because they've just been, I guess, um, reattaching hands to him. Well, no, like it's regeneration, I guess. You think he, he grew those? That's so, much, so unclear. Those look like completely different hands. Those are nasty. Yeah. His fingers were like mad long. I think they just found some other vampire's hands and they just sewed this shit on. <laughs> I guess that's a possibility. Um, also, Quinn. Quinn's out here still delivering bombs. Dropping the one-liners, man. Um, so... We get to that point, they capture Blade, they start the ritual with 11 instead of 12, because the 12th person they killed early. Also, one of the dudes that are down there when they put the, when they put uh, the 12 around the circle or whatever, a vampire girlfriend chick uses Blade's swords and kills one of them. Like, you got an infinite number of these guys. Yeah, like, hey, relax. Yeah, like, um, so, so we're down from 12, we got, we're down to 10. Yeah, if we believe. What we, <laughs> if we believe what we like, say. Hey, uh, you guys are fucking up the ritual <laughs> as is. Um, we also find out during this time that not everybody turns into vampires. Some turn into weird zombie guys. Yeah, because uh, boyfriend dude, you know, sexual harassment case guy, HR's nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, is also apparently old girl's nightmare because she gets thrown down to a pit and there he is, and he's like. Oh, like, oh, you recognize her, too. That's another thing that's weird. Like, so is, is he a zombie? Is his mind gone? Or is, it, is he half dead? I think he's there, man. I think, again, none of this is explained, so you kind of got to guess. Mm-hmm. My guess would be that because vampirism is uh, somewhat of a virus, yeah. right? Um, I think some people might have some type of immune response to it that makes the transformation go left. Okay. Right, so like his body's trying to fight it off, and now he's like his skin is deteriorating, all kinds of bad shit's happening because his blood's all tore up. Yeah. Um, but apparently these things can also eat vampires sometimes. Yeah. Which I was like, ah, okay, okay. this is weird. Um, so like it doesn't make sense to keep him around. No. If you're a vampire, but no, 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 but. yeah, because this dude's like they're a little crazy. They're always hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, we could either keep him as a little pit animal, or yeah, you could just murder him. 
she manages to whip his ass though and it wasn't really much of a contest not even close so also they might not be the most effective things to have around either way <laughs> either way I don't, not, not, not that useful though yeah uh, so she uses a bone that she got from down there to climb out and that's uh, that's gonna come 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 back around in a little bit but she releases blade who was putting the device to bleed him out for the uh for the for the ritual and gets quite a bit of blood yeah which is also a theme of blade in like the next two or three movies where he gets strained out they just need a, i think they just need an excuse for him to drink some blood mm-hmm so you know to show that he is actually a vampire yeah but he hates it either he, like yeah. the only way blade's gonna drink some blood is if he has no blood left yes <laughs> that appears to be the case um also when blade bites people it's weirdly sexual well i think blade's got a lot of you know repressed stuff going on that actually makes a lot of sense you know you can't get your rocks off so you are you out here just violently attacking motherfuckers and old girl was bad bad as hell you know it's probably the first time like he met a chick where like she knew everything about him and he knew everything about her yeah they, they make that super duper intimate and something that we kind of another thing kind of glazed over is the fact that his mom was the one that put him into this device and that conversation was a little intimate right she's kind of like all over his also, face also weirdly sexual real like, close what's going on here um vampires in media though have always been kind of like portrayed as like outrageously sexual creatures yeah, i've never seen like a mom and son thing i don't think mama, but true blood was like one of those things where they was always kind of like yeah all over the place with it but that that's his mama. that is his mama Weird. she ain't seen him in a while since he was a baby now he's a grown man yo and that's another thing so yeah no being a vampire turns you into a dick like that's yeah. what we established right so, like that's your kid that's your child and like you just you, you got turned like you didn't die like everybody thought you did yeah you, you couldn't go find a baby you yeah. couldn't go find well and i think that's where i don't know maybe blade realized like yo she could have came and got me yeah or found me or whatever she didn't she chose to live that life gotta go for real and then um yeah, she attacks Blaze once he's once he's fully been restored, and um, you know he done drank old girl's blood. Also, well, no, you know he done drank old girl's blood. His mom comes out and attacks him. Right now, that same bone that uh, that uh, old girl used to escape from the pit. Now he uses that to kill his mom. So, do you heard me right? So, Blade boned his mother. All right. I mean, if you want to look at it like that, that that's well, that's what happened. I was, I, I mean, he he, he took, used the bone. He took his bone and stuck it inside of his mom. Yes, <laughs> that's that's how that went down. I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, talk about, like I see they're trying to go with the Oedipus route there. The I mean, Oedipus complex route there. You know how writers like to sneak stuff in sometimes. Okay, so maybe you think that was that? Type I of thing? think writers snuck in some inappropriate jokes on the that only they caught. <laughs> For real. Like, that was just so weird to me especially especially considering how weird sexual tension they were mm -hmm. beforehand oh gosh that was so weird Oof. Um, um, they complete the ritual mm -hmm. and also old girl is up and walking around somehow after Blade after getting drained, drained yes, yes she's a superhero yeah at this point given the evidence that we got She's a superhero. I don't know. Maybe she's a mutant. She's an inhuman. She's something. Something's going on there. 
something. And then uh, Blaze, uh, he's ready for action. He's about to, he's ready to get at it. Um, and also we learn, because then this, this major fight scene starts. We learn that um, apparently uh, not, not, not only silver, garlic, and uh, sunlight, apparently just good ass kung fu can kill vampires because uh, there's definitely more than a few scenes where he's snapping necks and he's vampires. Well, necks. and here's my thing. I think those are familiars. Okay. I think he's been killing familiars this whole time and they made a big deal out of it for that one time. I but don't know why. No, he's, I, there's this distinct scene I saw. He snapped the neck, mm -hmm. spun the dude around, and he turned to dust. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Inconsistent. Inconsistent. Also, old girl had the vampire mace and the garlic the, the garlic vampire mace and uh for some reason this is something a trope that i noticed with action movies is like when you have a, a male lead in an action flick there has to be an equal and opposite female supporting character for the villain so the, the main leads female supporting character can fight them mm -hmm. so they, they always have a chick fight and i chick never fight. understood why they did that um we like chick fights i guess but it just seems like it's distracting from the, the potentially better action we begin from. Um, yeah, well, maybe they need to add water to it. No, well, yeah, yeah. Mud, something. Yeah, thin it out? Okay. Maybe. That makes sense. But um, when, when she makes this little girl. Her head explodes. Her head, yeah, her head explodes. So I watched that and I'm like, yo, did she put some coagulant in the mace? Like, what's going on with this mace? She knows how to refill mace? She's a doctor. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> She's supposed to be smart. <laughs> or maybe Whistler does. Maybe. Like, Again, off screen, we don't know. We don't know. But she had to. We know that garlic doesn't make their heads explode, right? We know yeah. it gives them, throws them in an anaphylactic shock. It kills them. Right. But yeah. the exploding head thing, I think she added a little sauce to the, to the mixture. Or they were just hoping you wouldn't notice. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they liked the, uh, the head exploding. Uh, animation so much that they're like yo we just, everybody's exploding at, the, at this point because this is also how we get our villain to die yeah okay so now we're at the um la magra la magra climactic fight scene where does frost get that sword from he just got it he got it he got it laying around he just had a katana it's in a, it's in a temple <laughs> we needed a sword fight also as far as sword fights go they're they're clashing swords up top like well you can't even see me because I got my hands up like like in the same way that you would try to like dust a ceiling yeah that's how they're sword fighting they're not taking cuts at each other they're just smacking smacking swords together they're fighting they're they're fighting they're sword fighting <laughs> the sword fight okay that's that sword fighting now. okay <laughs> it's horrible it's yeah we, we don't gotta go into their sword fighting <laughs> there's some boning going on and sword fighting. It's so bad. <laughs> um, and apparently, La Magra cannot be killed traditionally because he's immune to all the stuff. You can get his arm chopped off, it comes back. Cut him in half, he comes back. Fun fact, because um, this was in the infancy of CGI. Yes. Um, originally, because they mentioned, uh, they mentioned a line earlier in the movie where Frost says that, uh, oh, you become a force of nature. Originally, uh, he was supposed to be a blood tornado. Yes, I, and I watched. You ever watched that deleted scene? No. I can see why they cut it out. Yeah. CGI was in its infancy, yeah. and uh, 
they probably watched that and they're like, ooh. ooh. Yeah. <laughs> nope. So they brought him back for reshoots. Yes. Um, and that's why that's why he you came. I would have brought him back for reshoots too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yo, team, this is all y'all, this is the best we got? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, mm. So, yeah. So, um, Blade realizes that um, the sword and traditional stuff ain't working and he, he hits him with a coagulant. Yeah, mind you, this whole time he's still kind of going toe to toe with Blood God, who at times is, appears to be much faster than him. Once again, this consistency because yeah. he was dodging bullets earlier. Like, can you be much faster than that? Uh, well, he was when he kicked the shit out of Blade in that one scene where they tried to emphasize his. Whoosh, whoosh. Yeah, that was yeah, cool. That was cool. Yeah. And Blade just looking. Like, oh, I don't know what I'm dealing with. But yes, he hits him with the coagulant and because it's a blood god and you fuck with his blood, it dies. Mm. And, uh, yeah, no, that's... And Blade lets Karen go off into the sunset for some reason instead of keeping her around. She offers him the cure that she made. Yeah. And he's like, nah, make me a better serum. Because he still, because he needs, because he knows he still needs to be half vampire to kill these dudes. Yeah, he needs the powers. Yeah. And he needs better writers. Yeah. <laughs> Which they get. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> um, it ends with uh, Blade going to Moscow and I guess... Messing with some Russian vampire. Yeah, I guess I guess Blade kind of picks and shoots. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's not the end of the New York <laughs> vampires, yeah. but whatever. I do actually like the fact, though, that Blade tends to prefer to kill white vampires. You don't see a lot of, you don't see a lot of black-on-black violence in this movie. You do not. Mostly, so he went to he, he didn't go to Africa. He didn't go for the African vampires. He went to Russia. Yeah, yeah. Get them Eastern European vampires, man. Yeah, yeah. Like leave, leave, leave the brothers alone. Honestly, it's probably their fault, man. Because you've seen all these white people coming out talking about they don't bathe. That's probably they probably got the virus like that. Yeah, maybe maybe that's how it spreads. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, La Magra, interestingly enough, uh, I guess created the first vampire, which would be Dracula, Dracula. which we see in Blade Three. Yeah. Although he doesn't reference the fact that you just killed this guy, but whatever. Yeah. Also, well, we don't need to get into, we don't need to get into yeah. play three. That's a whole different movie. Oh man! Apparently, Wesley Snipes is just impossible to work with. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. That's that's his mo. That's his mo. He likes he likes and he likes to smoke weed. Um, mm -hmm. on set and in the trailer. Yeah, getting high. Yeah. But I guess once you Wesley Snipes, you you ask and they give it to you, right? That's 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 what that's what they're looking for. I mean, so give me a give me who's your MVP? I mean, you said it, but let's break it down. Why you chose who you Frost? Chose. Uh, Frost was my MVP because he was not not gonna miss words. He was the best actor on set, plain and simple. If 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 Wesley had the acting chops, whatever he whatever lines, whatever thing he's whatever things he had. Um, glaze over him. Also, we missed the the, the last and the best one liner when Frost dies. <laughs> Blade, Blade hits us with some motherfuckers always trying to skate uphill. They do. There's always a motherfucker that's trying to. You change not just skate. Ice skate. Ice skate. <laughs> ice skate. Up Get the visual. <laughs> Someone puts on some ice skates. There's a hill of ice, and I'm trying to go up it. <laughs> Why? Why he says this? Where that analogy came from? Who knows? Who knows? But uh, yeah, Frost. Uh, Frost had um, the most fulfilling. He was the best acting character. He is the most fulfilling character in terms of he he did everything he wanted to do. 
like that scene that scene where he kills the uh, uh kills like the leader of the underground table and takes out his teeth and whatever oh. it's like that's like a huge deal for him yeah you know um he 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 cracks a joke once on his buddy because once he picks up blade sword he tells uh he tells q you know stick out your arm I'm about to chop your arm off he's like no nah, i'm just messing with you like q responds to that great too yeah that was that was pretty good but yeah no i think he was probably the best part of the of, of that movie from um an acting standpoint and that's why i chose him as the mvp okay um who's your mvp I, i'm gonna go with the other way and just go with the traditional i gotta give it to to blade to wesley blade, really? and i get you know his acting wasn't the best he doesn't have a lot of one lines but you know at the end of the day people watched the movie for blade that's true people loved wesley he had the superhero entrances he had the one-liners he whooped ass yeah you know as he's supposed to as the the, the hero of the movie mm. um and you know mostly for he kicked he kicked off the superhero shit yeah no we wouldn't have uh um, um, mcu without blade so i i'll, I'll just give it to blade i mean i get I, I completely understand frost too though great acting mm -hmm. um he killed his stuff too who's your sixth man oh q yeah. easily yeah my hot yeah yeah my hot hand's gonna be q too quinn was hilarious every time he spoke Every time he showed up on the screen, good things happened. Yes, he, he went. He progressed the plot. Yeah, he brought things. He brought things forward. For it. Yeah, well, I guess we're in agreement there. Um, what aged well with the movie? Aged well with the movie. I'm gonna go with superheroes. I'm gonna go with CGI. No, 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 no. I meant when we say aged well, you look back on the movie and this still looks good this oh okay then i'm not gonna go with cgi <laughs> uh well what age well let me think about that for a second like you play the movie now mm -hmm. this is still a good concept or thing um well i guess you could go cgi but the cgi wasn't great in the movies no it wasn't i would say actually Compared to, I don't know, I was a little bit nitpicky with it earlier, but yeah. uh, compared to a lot of other movies and stuff I've seen, uh, the fighting action was pretty decent. Okay. That, that aged pretty well. So, like, the fight scenes with Blade, even though he's fighting everybody one at a time. Yeah, and there's a, little bit of, there's a little bit of shaky cam going on. A little bit, but uh, that aged fairly well yeah. compared to some other stuff I've seen. Okay. I'm going to roll with superheroes. Superheroes age well. We still love our superheroes. Absolutely. And our uh, supernatural, you know, movies and things of that nature mm -hmm. what didn't age well workplace sexual harassment damn that's my same one <laughs> yeah that didn't age well um yeah no that's that's the main thing uh, yeah that, that, that would not fly mm -mm, we can't have that in the movie no. or the the underage uh little k-pop girl i don't know if she was underage but she looked a little young to be so, performing in front of all those men yeah it was a little creepy it was very creepy yeah all right yeah. we'll go with that too um we knit we picked our knits already um throughout the the convo movies overall impact or place in entertainment and i mean we, we touched on that yeah it kicked off it really get kicked off the mcu i don't think these studios approve these movies without blade having been a, a successful trilogy franchise that it was yeah absolutely i mean we by, by the time blade comes out we've had a couple of batman movies superman has done well um 
but anything that Marvel had tried up until that point hadn't really landed. Like I think mean, before that we had Howard the Duck, uh, and that was about it. I never watched Howard the Duck, but I might have uh, to do yourself a favor. No, don't. No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess uh, Howard the Duck is not going to be uh, one of our sponsors. No, not, not at this point in time. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is the first time Marvel made a movie, and it was like actually pretty good. Okay. What are our personal ratings what's your personal rating how many kernels do you give it out of five out of five yeah this is getting two two okay two i'm along with you i'm right there with y'all give it two and a half and the half comes for it progressing the superhero genre um the following movies are much better substantially so yeah. it's not even a comparison this is how they got their money though yeah this, this is the how. studio side worked and they said we're gonna give you better everything yeah. writers directors and money yeah i mean I, I guess that's for the first for first go around for for a first draft yeah. as it were <laughs> the pilot episode yeah the pilot episode is not that bad um yeah, you, uh, you want to toss anything else over on Blade? Uh, no, nah, I think we, we covered it all. It's good, good first pie. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, that's all we got. Uh, next week, we're actually going to be looking at uh, the movie Spawn, starring Michael J. White. Um, until then, pour out your popcorn. All right, it's Nick Jones signing off. This is John. Deuces.